saw the title of this episode, and this is a question that plagues all of us at times. I'm sure that you have somebody in your life that you love so much, and you just really wish that they would change. Not change who they are, but in fact, be true to who they are. You wish that they would stop acting in ways that are harmful to the people around them or to themselves. You wish that they would believe in themselves enough to see their value and make adjustments in their actions and their habits and their character to align with who they really are because there is something to be loved about them. You just, it's hard to get through that, that stubbornness. So can people change? I don't know if I know the answer to this one, but I want to explore it because it's, it's important. I think that the way that you respond to this question can have a huge impact on your perspective on other people and just humanity in general or life in general. So if I ask you the question, can people change? And you've had some experiences with people in your life that you love that refuse to change. You could very easily say, no, people can't change. Now, if you're one of the fortunate individuals that has had somebody like this in your life and they have actually made adjustments and improvements and they have become better and they have changed, then your answer is going to be yes. But what about somebody who isn't sure? Because, I mean, this this kind of goes along with the idea that they are changing and becoming more of themselves instead of the idea that they are changing who they really are and who they actually are deep inside is just a horrible person. So those are two different assumptions. And maybe those assumptions underlie the complexity of this whole question in the first place. Can people change? Does this mean, hey, I am a horrible person deep down and I have a lot of work to do to be a good person? Or is it deep down I am good and I want to do good. However, there is a lot of trauma and conditioning and pride that is in the way of me realizing this good version of myself. I personally I personally believe it's this side. The uh the side of 
people being good deep down, but they have been conditioned, they have responded to trauma, they have allowed themselves to become something that they're not, act in ways that aren't in alignment with their higher self. But that still doesn't answer the question, can people change? I had a friend that was very, very special to me. My relationship to them meant a lot to me. And there were times where things were good. You know, it it seemed like our friendship was great. And it was fun and it was, it was fine, but there was something missing and I wasn't sure what it was. And maybe this person felt the same way. But for me, I felt like there was a lot of emotional reserve. Now I knew this person for a really long time almost my whole life. And I felt like even after all those years, there was no emotional vulnerability between the two of us. Now that's really hard. I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm sure that you know enough about me at this point to know that that would be hard for me (laughs) to have no emotional depth in a relationship. It was based off of our interests and just having fun, basically. And like there was depth to our relationship in some ways, but that was mostly coming from the memories that we had together. We had so many years of memories that that's like the depth was in the perspective of time, not necessarily emotion. So towards the later years of our friendship, I started realizing this lack of emotional vulnerability in our relationship. And I had brought it up a couple times and I I wasn't met with the same energy. So this was really hard for me. Does this lack of emotional vulnerability make this person a bad person? No. Does it mean that they need to change? I don't, I don't know. I would like to think that we are, we are spiritual beings having a mortal experience. And feelings are, incredibly powerful and they shape the way that we respond to almost everything in life. So as a human being, if you are incapable of emotional vulnerability with anybody, I think that that's something that should be changed. That's something that should be worked on because If you don't work on that, if you don't 
dive into the reasons why you do things, the reasons why you respond to things, the reasons why all of your relationships go a, a similar way. If you don't ask why, and you don't dive into the feelings that are driving a lot of your actions, and you don't care to dive into the feelings that drive the actions of the people that you love, then I think that you're missing out on a part of what it means to be human. So I do think that that's something that should be improved on. But maybe I was just somebody that this person wasn't able to be emotionally vulnerable with. Maybe I wasn't as inviting or safe to that kind of thing as I thought I was. It would really suck to hear that, but it always sucks to hear that you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> so it's tough. I, so I, I don't know if this person has changed. We're no longer friends. And that's okay because not every relationship is meant to last your whole life. Some relationships serve a purpose for a specific time in your life, and that's okay too. But I'm no longer friends with this person. And to this day, I haven't seen any emotional vulnerability. Um, maybe a little bit with their partner, but I mean, you got to be crazy to not have that, right? So I don't know if this person has changed. And I also don't know if, if I'm just one of the people that they're not emotionally vulnerable with, but they're vulnerable with other people. As much as that sucks for me, that means that, okay, this person is selectively vulnerable, which I think is okay. I think it's good to protect your energy. I think it's good to not cast your pearls before swine. I think that overall, it's good to be mindful of who you are letting in. Now, because some people just only have so much reserve, especially if they're introverted. So that's something to take into account. But if I am just one of all of the people in this person's life that is not seeing any emotional vulnerability from this person, then yes, I think that that should be changed. So that's another component to this question. Can people change? It's like, should they? Is the thing, is the change that you want to see in them a change that should be made? That's a hard question to ask because it requires you <laughs> to be honest with yourself. Why do you want this person to change? What is it about them that you wish was different? And why? So, I'll give another example. You have a parent-child relationship. And the child has expressed 
over many years that the parent is causing them harm. And no matter what the child does to communicate this to the parent, the parent refuses to take accountability and acknowledge what they're doing wrong and actively take steps to improve this and fix it. Now, nobody's perfect, so it's not like you can just go from, you know, having a really toxic tendency to not having it at all. In fact, life is, I think, a constant battle against the conditioned tendencies that we have. But massive improvements can be made, and you have to believe that, A. Like, that's the first thing, is that you have to believe that you can improve. No, the first thing is you have to be you have to be able to recognize that this is something that should be improved on. This is something that should be changed. That's the first step. So again, the first step to change is awareness. You have to become aware of the issue. And you have to acknowledge that it's an issue. Then you have to believe that you can change. You have to believe like you have to believe that that's not who you are. There are so many people. This is why astrology is tricky. Um, I have given astrology a much more fair chance <laughs> than I ever have before. I used to write it off a lot because I think that just like any other personality test, there are people that take this method of understanding yourself to the extreme. And they justify toxic traits and bad decisions because it's who they are. It's their personality. Oh, I'm just a Gemini, so I treat other people like shit. It's just my sign. It's like, okay, this is why I don't like the personality test stuff because there are people that take it to the extreme. So you have to be willing to acknowledge that, okay, this is a trait that I have. This is a tendency that I have. This is a, a habit that I have, and it's not good. It's not who I am. It is just the way that I have been deciding to respond, and it's not okay. So that's the second step. And then you have to believe that you can actually change. Because if you don't, and you're like, oh, I'm just stuck with it, then you're doing a disservice to yourself and the people that love you. And the world, to be honest. So somebody changing is very complex. But I'll tell you what, from personal experience, I know that I've changed. I used to be so, I used to be consumed with self-pity and I had good reasons. I was bullied a lot throughout school 
especially elementary and middle school. It was pretty bad. And sometimes I wonder if the people that bullied me even remember. Because if I was conscious of the things that I was doing to bully other people, it would keep me up at night. And I'm sure that I've, like, you know, my brother told me recently, my my younger brother, I only have, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> so my my younger brother told me just recently, like this past year, that um, he used to be really, like, scared of me and he felt very bullied by me. And, like, that was a really hard pill to swallow because I thought I was the victim. I thought I was the one that got bullied in my childhood. I thought that I was the one that people were always picking on. And I would see the guys that would pick on me at school and not just pick on me, but like really, really um, just like never give me a break. And I noticed they always had like mean older brothers or they had some sort of problem at home. And although I knew this, it was still hard for me to like have empathy because I was in the middle of the situation and it was hard. But now I'm realizing that I was that mean older brother to my brother. And that sucks because I love him to death. And like, I have so many good memories of us like playing together outside and using our imagination and creating worlds from just our, our minds. And, but I, I remember being mean to him and being manipulative and forceful. And I don't want to acknowledge that that even happened but I need to. And so now I have two choices. I can either say to myself, well, that, you know, that's just who I am. Actually, I have three choices. <laughs> I can either just own that thing and identify with it. Be like, yeah, that's just who I am. Toughen it up. I could also deny that that was the case. So a lot of people that hurt other people in their lives, they will just deny that it's a problem. They will act like it's normal or they'll play the victim, even though they are the one perpetuating the abuse or the, the hurtful action. So you could just deny that it's even a problem or you can do what I've had to do, which is accept that okay, I did these things, I acted in this way. It, like, it doesn't matter if you meant it or not, like, you still did it. And I understand that those actions, a lot of those were fueled by me being bullied and me feeling like I wasn't enough and me feeling powerless And I did those things and it was wrong. And I hurt somebody that I love. And I know I was this way with my sister too. 
Like, I'm just bringing my, the situation with my brother in it because he specifically mentioned this recently. But, I, like, I know I was mean to my sister too. I felt justified. She was always tattling on me. Again, I felt like the victim. <laughs> so, I've had to own that that's what I did. But I know that that's not who I am. I know that deep down I am a caring, gentle, kind, empathetic person. I care about people a lot. I want to help people. I want to see people succeed. I want to lift other people up around me. But I haven't always done that. I have many times acted out of character due to conditioned responses and fear. But I've had to take accountability and change. I've had to realize what being a true leader really means. I was told growing up that I was, that I was a good leader. And I did, I did show signs of that. I was really good at getting people together and, you know, getting everybody to play a game together or getting everybody to clean up together or whatever it might be. But there were times where I did, where I was not a good leader and where I was, I used fear instead of respect. And that's not okay. As a parent, it's not okay for you to use fear instead of respect. Respect goes both ways. If your children do what you tell them to do, you should ask yourself why they're doing it. <laughs> you should take a really hard look at the way that they're responding to you and ask yourself, are they obeying because they respect me or are they obeying because they fear me? And I specifically bring up the parent-child relationship or dynamic because it's one of the most crucial dynamics, if not the most crucial dynamic known to man and woman. Like, it is so extremely important. The, the history, or the history, the future and the history of humanity is defined by parent-child relationships. So that's totally worth exploring. But I think that that's probably the, the path to change. You have to acknowledge that there's a problem. You have to then separate your identity from that you take accountability for those actions, but you acknowledge that it's not who you really are. And then you take steps to amend it and improve. And the easier said than done, I get it, but it's, it's necessary. But then there's another problem, which is 
Some people just won't change. Can people change? I think so. I think everybody can change. I don't think anybody's too far gone. But I do think that there are people that are unwilling to change. And that's almost a bigger problem. See, if people just couldn't change, if people were the culmination of their actions and beliefs and thoughts and words and good and bad tendencies, and that actually made you, you, who you truly are, like, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't be able to do anything about it. All right, just whatever. <laughs> but I also don't think our species would have gotten this far if that was the case. So people can change. That's a choice. Some people choose not to. Some people are unwilling to change. It takes accountability. It takes a lot of introspection, and some people are unwilling to even go there. They're unwilling to even take the first step in acknowledging that there's a problem. It hurts their pride too much. Which is really unfortunate because I think the world would be in a lot better place right now if there were more people willing to acknowledge that a change is needed. But some people are unwilling. I don't know if that's something that can be fixed. I think if you're willing to change, you can. And if you're unwilling to, you still can, but you just won't because you're not willing to. People can't force you to change. It's a choice that you have to make. If you have people in your life that are asking you to change, I think it's good to take a hard look at that. Sometimes people want you to change because they don't want you to be better than them. They don't want you to be in a better place than them. They don't want you to live a more fulfilling life than they have. They don't want you to exist on a higher vibration than they do. And so they want you to change because it hurts their ego to see you like that. In that instance, don't change. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. But there are other reasons why somebody might want you to change. Maybe they've given you their perspective and their external view and their personal experience with you and have communicated to you that you are causing harm, that you are leaving a wake of damage behind you everywhere you go. And in that instance, 
again, it's you got to take a hard look at it. Is your pride worth more than the fulfillment of the people around you? And yourself. Hurting other people only hurts you. Especially going along with the idea of collective consciousness. If we are all connected to one divine consciousness, then anything that you do to somebody else, you're doing to yourself. And that's why it feels wrong when you do something wrong. If I hurt somebody, it's going to feel bad inside of me because I'm hurting myself because we're all one. So you're stuck in this cycle of negativity. You have to love yourself enough to change. And you have to love the people around you enough to change. And you honestly have to love life enough to change. And if you don't, and you're unwilling to acknowledge that there's a problem, then you won't change. I'm just, you know it's a good episode for me. You know it's a healing episode for me whenever I take a lot of long pauses <laughs> because that means that I'm thinking and I'm, I'm taking it in. And the thing is I, I move so fast in my life most of the time that I, I don't take time to pause and just sit. And I, I'm my mind's always running. I'm always thinking about things, but I'm rarely feeling them. And that's why questions like this are so important. Because you can know, like you can think to yourself, oh, I need to change this. Like, I know this is wrong. But do you take the time to really sit and feel the weight of the situation? The reason why we're all struggling so much is because anytime there's a bad feeling, and I say bad feeling because we've been taught that certain feelings are good and certain feelings are bad. Anytime there's a bad feeling, we don't want to feel it. We push it off. It's called avoidance. But you still carry it around. You just kind of like set it on a shelf or you put it in the backpack. And, and you carry it with you and it gets heavier and heavier. And that's why sometimes you feel like you explode because... You've, you haven't been processing your feelings. So that's why questions like this are so important. That's why I love doing this podcast and why it's been so healing for me is because I'm able to sit here and really think about it and feel it. So sometimes I just take a moment and feel what my words mean what these thoughts imply people can change we all can but it's a choice and unfortunately I think some people are unwilling to change and maybe that's something that we just have to accept 
But there is something to be said for hope. Consciousness is extremely powerful. And if the consciousness that you're directing at somebody else says, you can't change, you won't change, I know that you're going to remain the same. That has an effect. It's an invisible effect because consciousness isn't tangible necessarily. But imagine if there's somebody in your life that you really want to change. Or I guess a better way to phrase this is imagine that there's somebody in your life that you know needs to change and that you want to change for the better. You know that who they are deep down is a good person, but they allow their conditioned responses and their fear and their pride to take the reins and dictate how they go about life. And let's say there's quite a few other people in their life that also want them to change. And over time, there's not really a sign of change. And so all of these people start thinking, this person's never going to change. This person can't change. And they're directing their consciousness at this person, and it's negative. It's suppressive. If consciousness is the most powerful force in the universe, then what kind of an effect do you think that would have on this person? What if instead everybody was saying, I know this person can change. I believe that they will change. Someday they will see. I know that they will eventually be willing to change. I know that they can. I believe that they can. And you're sending high vibrational thoughts directed at them. What kind of an effect would that have? If, if you knew that everybody in your life believed that you couldn't change, what would, what would be the point? Maybe you get lucky and your pride is just strong enough to where you can be like, screw you guys, I'm going to prove you wrong. But we change for other people. We change for the benefit of others. You can change out of self-love and, and you should, but a lot of times we finally give in and, and change our behaviors because we're afraid of losing the people that we love. So what would be the point if everybody was like, ah, you can't change? It's like, well, you have nobody to do it for. But what if instead everybody was like, hey, like, I believe in you. You know, you have this struggle, you have this issue, you have this tendency, and it's not good, it's not okay. But I'm going to continue to give you opportunities to change. What effect would that have on you? Oh, and then the last piece of this puzzle is where do you draw the line? At what point have you given somebody so many opportunities to change their behavior, change the way that they treat you, change the way that they speak to you and about you? 
at what point have you given somebody so many chances that it is unhealthy for you to give them access to your energy like that anymore? I think that's the other question that needs to be answered. It's one thing if people can change. It's another thing if they're going to. And you can't wait around forever for somebody else to change because let's take the scenario. You have somebody here that is stagnant and they have bad tendencies and they are harming other people in their life. And then you have you where you are waiting around for them to change because you love them and you want them to change. Well, guess what? You're both stagnant. You're waiting for them to change and they're just not going to change because they're choosing not to. So what's going to have a, a greater impact if you wait around for somebody to be better or if you become better yourself? Becoming better takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort to look within yourself and analyze your tendencies and what your negative habits are. And it takes energy to do something about it over a long enough period of time for you to really align with your higher self. That takes a lot of energy. It also takes a lot of energy to wait around for somebody to treat you right. It takes a lot of energy to continually forgive and be patient with somebody that you love and that you want to love you the right way. So how long can you wait around? How many chances can you give? Some people will say, well, you need to forgive them continually. There's a difference between forgiving somebody and giving them access to your energy. I can forgive you and not allow you to be a part of my life anymore. Because forgiveness is for the person that was wronged. It's for you. Forgiveness is for you to let go and not allow these bad things to rule your life anymore, to allow you to not be a victim anymore, to allow you to heal. You could forgive this person a million times and that doesn't mean they're going to change. So... I think the way that you find this balance is by continually asking yourself these questions. Continue to evaluate the relationships in your life and ask yourself, is this a relationship? Is this relationship a yes or a no? This is what I do personally. If I am having, if I'm experiencing difficulty in a relationship, I try to take a step back and look at all of the components how does this person fit into my life? What do they mean to me? How does this relationship affect my life? 
And you ask yourself, is this relationship a yes or a no? And what I mean by that is if the effort that it takes for you to forgive and be patient or even be cordial, if it's really bad, if the energy that it takes for you to contribute to the relationship, if all of that is feels worth it to you and you feel that the potential improvements in that relationship are, are present or they will be present and that it will balance out that effort, then the relationship is yes. But if you're sitting there thinking about the ridiculous amounts of effort and energy and time and whatever else that you put into this relationship, if that far outweighs the likelihood that this relationship is going to improve and that it will be a fulfilling part of your life, that relationship is a no. And that's hard. It could be a sibling, a best friend, a parent, a grandparent, So you have to ask yourself if the relationship is yes or no. You can forgive somebody and also not allow them access to your energy. So that's the that's the other component. Can people change? Yes. Will everybody choose to change? Most likely not. Is it important to continue to send good thoughts somebody's way? Like, hey, I, I believe that they can change and I really hope that they do someday. Yes, it's good to do that. But you can do all of those things and also acknowledge, I have my own life to live. I have my own things to accomplish. I have my own progress to make. And this relationship is severely holding me back from that. This relationship is weighing me down. It is causing me harm. And it is simply not worth it anymore. Maybe someday it will be. Maybe things will change. Maybe the person will change. And maybe a relationship with them will make sense again in the future. Not everything has to be cut off forever. But you have to be willing to make that choice, even though it hurts. Because it, it hurts at first to make that choice, but the, the positive impact that it could have on your life in the long run is you can't even quantify it. So you're just going to have to take that jump. You're going to have to trust yourself. You're going to have to love yourself enough to say, you know what? I am valuable without this person. I don't need this person for validation. I don't need this person for love. I don't need this person for meaning, companionship, whatever it might be, parent, sibling, spouse, friend, coworker, you name it. Have enough self-love to acknowledge or be aware of when somebody 
is willing to change or not. And I really, I really think that you should base the relationships in your life off of that idea. Is this person improving themselves? Is this person actively working towards aligning with their higher self? If not, will they? Not for me, but for them. Will they be willing to do that? Will they work on that? And if that's a no too, if you're trying to improve your life and improve yourself, then that is a really bad relationship for you to have in your life. Lots to think about. People can change. Like genuinely change. But some people won't. So surround yourself with people that will. I appreciate you listening. And, uh, yeah, just know where to draw that line. I need to continue to work on that for myself. But again, thanks for sticking around and uh, I hope this got your gears turning. You can find me on all social media at the Nolan Void. Instagram is the focus at the moment. So hop on over there. I have some really cool things that I'm working on and cool things that I'm sharing. If you want to be a part of the, uh, the movement of enlightenment, you should check it out. At the Nolan Void on Instagram or anywhere else, I appreciate you listening, and I'll see you next time.